Late night party boys. What, what, what? I'm, I'm Damien Vosk. I'm Ross Purdy. And welcome to another episode. We are fresh back from Perth Fringe World 2019. Yep, this is the part where we edit in the air horns. Yep, they'll be there, don't worry. Don't well, worry. Maybe we'll run out of time and they won't be. But nah, you, maybe we'll just rush this to, you know. But you can imagine air horns going off. You know what an air horn sounds like. Bam! Like that. Like that. So, we just came back from Perth Fringe. Yeah, we were doing you improv, were... improv, attacks humanity. Mm-hmm. One of my other babies. It's Damien's little baby cub. Yeah. He's been nipple feeding for like a, a good oh, solid while now. Three years of fucking just, it's, yeah. If my... it was a regular baby, he would have yeah, stopped nipple feeding it, it by now. stopped. They are, my creative nipples are chafed. They do not want any more suckling. I just want this one to grow up and move out. And I know you don't make three-year-olds move out, but God, if I was a mother, I'd be a terrible one. Yeah, it's, just, it's not a regular baby. It's not confined by the no standard rules of parenting. Parenting. Yeah, I get no. I got no maternity leave. I I got more work than I bargained for. I had to, oh, so many press releases, so many rehearsals, so many everythings. People think, oh, improv show, you guys just turn up and make it all up. And I'm like, There's a lot of training that's involved to make it good. Yeah, I mean, you can do that if you want it to be terrible. And most improv groups just settle for terrible. But, ah, I I, I wanted it good. And it's taken it all out of me. He did. You did three weeks. Three weeks in Perth. Three weeks in Perth. That's. I know what the apocalypse looks like now. <laughs> Perth you know? at night. Perth during the day. Perth <laughs> like, during the day and night. And, and at night. So much vomit and piss. So much. We had a song about it. Just because whenever we're walking back on a Friday, Saturday, it's like Perth. Nothing happens in Perth, right? Mm. And everyone just saves it up for Friday and Saturday night. And then they get out, and because they haven't paced it out through the week, like people in Melbourne do, you know, drink mm. a little here, bomb a little there. They just do it all on one street within about an eight-hour window. See, 
it's 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 what they call the vomit, the vomit lane. In Northbridge, they have a little thing called the vomit lane, where they go, look, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna like publicly projectile, you have to go to the the vomit lane. <laughs> and it's not a nice lane. It's not. I know we've been painting a very rosy picture of it, but it's actually just filled with vomit. <laughs> I mean. You hear the name Vomit Lane. And you think you think there's going to be like the secret garden kind of situation. Like Garden of Eden, untouched beauty, very fertile. You think it's just an ironic name to scare people off from its beauty. Mm, no, it's, no. It's really what it says on the tin. Yeah, so much, so much. Uh, people just pissing on the street, just... Because they don't have toilets in Perth. This is what they don't tell you. Nah. There's no plumbing. So we just go and piss on the streets. And let's hope the rain washes it away. But it never rains there. It never rains. So the streets just smell of thick piss. Yeah, but they live with the hope that eventually one day... It might rain. It might <laughs> rain. We are slagging off Perth so hard. I actually had a great time there. No, I, we say this with love. We say this with love. We want Perth please, to be better. We had fun. Please, we'll come back next year. Please see our shows. Please. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was actually I had a great I had a great time, all things considering. Um, yeah, so Perth Fringe, apparently third biggest fringe in the world now. Wow, and that's like very young, a very young fringe. Too. Yeah, it's only been around for a few years. Third biggest in the world. Oh boy. See, that's what happens when you when you just don't focus on putting vomit and piss in the right places. You can do some good things. I mean, I feel like most of the people came into town to see Vomit Lane. <laughs> that's, and then, I mean, year-round, that's, that's the attraction in Perth, is seeing Vomit Lane. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, hey, there's some other stuff going on out here. Why don't I just wander into a comedy show? Oh, there's some art. Oh, there's some burlesque. There's some circus stuff. I might poke my head in there for an hour in between vomits. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it was a very it was a very fun time. Met some cool people. Um, they had a karaoke night at the artist bar, mm-hmm. which uh, late night party boys tore up. We oh, tore it man. to shreds. We freaking dominated. We like if karaoke was basketball, we slam dunked. Just dunked constantly. Definitely with Shaquille and uh, LeBron right here. Yeah, yeah. So I think you were the pati- you were the particular star because it was like the artist by everyone was like trying to impress everyone to get laid. I assume, I think that was the general vibe. Isn't that always the general vibe in like fr- like festival artists? Oh, there's a lot of tension, like uh, a lot of tension about hierarchies and yeah. There was a there was a double decker bus in the fringe club mm. that they that was. Apparently, it, it's been there for a few years, but they move it around to different mm. locations. And it's just a bus you can hang out and drink in. Most of the seats have been removed, so it's very, very spacious. But apparently, they designed it, don't quote me on this, as a gobby bus. I don't know if the architect of the bus wrote that in the brief. <laughs> Copy bus. <laughs> but, but, look, we have to make this bus. People are going to want to give and receive gobbies. There's no way here that, that can conceivably happen. we got to make a bus. 
No one's going to go to the portaloos. They're disgusting. <laughs> we need a bus. A bus. Um, yeah. And I, I, I described it to one of my friends as like, yeah, of course there's a bus. Because, you know, artists, we never really grow up. We're very immature. And we want to feel like, uh, like we're back at high school and we're popular and, and like, get in action. Because none of us did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's why there's a double-decker bus here. I mean, all this art stuff, it really is just... Just a cry for help. Trying to make up for all yeah. the... Yeah. Um, yeah, but it... Yeah, so karaoke times. Um, I think we you were definitely... A, you were a hit. Like, you sang Rihanna's S&M. Well, let's... let's, let's, uh, oh, wait, let's Dave, go, oh, no, no, the first time. The first time. There was two, was karaoke, two karaoke nights. nights. And the first one, I... Saying to your behest, hey, fun- it worked out. It worked I out, but it was your suggestion. Hey, yeah, put it on me. <laughs> You're the one who sang it, Ross. You didn't have to sing it with your mouth. <laughs> but I did. I sang with my mouth and my heart. Uh, <laughs> a funk song by Cisco. There's a great video. I think, I think I've got it on my phone. We'll upload it to the Facebook page of Ross before singing Cisco's classic One Hit Wonder, the thong song. Um, about G-strings, I believe. Mm, yes. Uh, before saying it, he gives a shout out to R&B Fridays, <laughs> which <laughs> was probably my favorite part. <laughs> yes. I, before I got up, most people just get up and sing. I got up and just say, I want to dedicate this next track to R&B Fridays. You're the only people keeping fat man scoop and work. <laughs> Very accurate. And then I took my shirt off, and then I started singing the Fong song. And then you ruined a marriage. <laughs> I ruined. You did ruined I, a marriage. Did I? I feel like that marriage was probably ruined before. Probably there was. There this, was a, yeah. a drunk Irish girl who was just a freaking menace throughout the whole night. She was like real shy. The first karaoke song she did. Yeah. And then just ambushed everyone else's from yeah. then on. Yeah. She got that confidence, that she Dutch sh- courage. Just made out with people, freaking. Yeah. Freaking dirty danced all over me. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, boundaries. Come boundaries. on. Just because I'm singing the thong song and I'm shirtless. doesn't mean <laughs> I want to see your thong. By the way, some guy did flash me. He's buttocks. He was wearing a thong. Or maybe he made his underwear, like tucked it in and made it look like a thong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I was, I was trying not to look too hard, but it was definitely a guy... Flashing me, pointing his butt at me, going, I'm wearing a fong and you're singing the fong song. (laughs) This song's about me. (laughs) This is my song. Finally. Finally. The song of the people. (laughs) It it, it pretty much was. People got on board. We definitely got on board. And then uh, my my favorite was the juxtaposition, the next karaoke night. Uh, where you sang Rihanna's S and M? You took your shirt off again, didn't you? I think so. Uh, did you? I did not take my you shirt didn't. off. About I did lift it up a little bit, like in a very sexy, just like tease Ooh, them. I'm doing that Rihanna thing where I'm just feeling myself and being <laughs> sexy. Is that? I guess that's every pop star. It's not. I don't think it's just. I don't think Rihanna invented it. She definitely didn't invent it. She definitely does it. She definitely perfected it. She perfected it. And that's more important. Um. <laughs> So I did that with you back up dancing. 
Um, and then followed by several songs later by Brick by Ben Folds, <laughs> <laughs> which he did, like, which you dedicated to all the fetuses we've lost. <laughs> oh man! Just the look on people's faces. <laughs> I didn't get a good look at the reaction. Oh, it was some great looks. <laughs> there was some people like expecting another. Another banger, and then when you just let let them down, but also just in such a spectacular fashion, yeah, it definitely made my night. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. You put a bunch of artists, everyone just becomes show ponies. <clears throat> Everything gets more ridiculous, but uh, it's a good time. Mm. I had a lot of fun. I'm still, my body is still recovering from three weeks in Perth, and living in a hostel, which. I, I can't do it again. I don't think I can. It's not all just hot European people having orgies. Most <laughs> of it's never like that. <laughs> it's, it's, most of it's just, just people you wouldn't want to be around, burping and farting, and ruining your breathing air <laughs> in a confined and space. And no windows you can get up. Oh, uh, get out that. Who? What kind of a monster designs a hostel with no windows? Just a maniac. Same maniac who would like design a hostel, not have a gobby ki- bus. <laughs> not have a gobby bus. Hostels need to have gobby buses. There's no gobby bus in this hostel. Where am I supposed to get gobbies? There's only communal areas. <laughs> I was gonna say a kitchen now yeah. is easily accessible, <laughs> and you didn't have to go through a maze to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had no kitchen because they wanted you to live off. Chips and brownies, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Damn corporations trying to suck me from my money. Yeah, I've got already a million festivals trying to suck me out of my money. Oh god, they've sucked us off hard. Oh god, (laughs) they've got all our money. I got no money right now, man. (laughs) My my bank account's terrifying me. (laughs) But you know, we do it for the art. We do it. We do it for the art. We've we have such integrity, late night party boys here. We more integrity than pretty much any other sketch group in Australia. There, I said it. I said it. You said it. I'm not afraid anymore to speak oh, the truth. Australian sketch comedy mafia. Yeah, they're gonna freaking break your toes for saying that. Toes? <laughs> I don't know. They're not. They're artists. They're not very strong. They can only break your toes, not your full legs. When you, I mean, yeah. It's like, you know, when that thing where, like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And it's like, but they do. It's all we they got. They want to break them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a broken toe before? No. I have. Ooh. That's not that interesting. Ooh. It's really not that interesting. Ooh. They heal pretty quickly. Ah. <laughs> oh. Hey, it's not that dramatic. Stop making a big deal about this toe. This toes. You get to get it replaced. No. You strap it. You get it amputated. And no, put you a new str- toe in there. Strap it to another toe, and then it acts as a splint. Then it kind of just heals. So you you didn't have to. Didn't have to cut it off. No. Nah, didn't have to cut it off with a little yeah, knife? Yeah, it's still there. Didn't, didn't have to cut it off with a kitchen knife? No. Nah. But I'll tell you what, hospitals, 
Who designed those places? No gobby buses. No gobby buses. <laughs> Not one. When you're healing from whatever you've got, you sometimes just want to go to a bus <laughs> where you can get a gobby. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, look, the hostel that, that was brand new, though. It was a yeah, brand new hostel. They had some deal with the Fringe Festival, so, so many artists were staying there. So many artists. Which is good. Makes networking easier, am I right? Did, did you do any networking while you were there, Ross? Oh, no. I'm not a networker. Yeah. Some people, some people are just guns at it. I'm just mm. like, well, I just want to do my work. <laughs> Even though I know networking will help me. Climb the ladder. Hey, that's life. That's life. Well, we did. uh, We did get that ego stroke though. That uh, like Edinburgh award-winning fringe artist said, uh, "Are you the guys that did cheese or pus last year at Melbourne International Comedy Festival?" Yeah, we're. Yep, that was us. That's us. No one else is doing. (laughs) No one else is taping cheese to their body and putting mustard in their belly buttons. The fools. (laughs) <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want a reaction from an audience, smother your belly button with mustard. <laughs> you just do some you just do something that people might joke about doing but never actually do. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. I feel it. like that's my comedy just ethos. <laughs> some for something that people will joke about, not never actually do. Nah, I'll actually do it. That's how committed we are to this art form. Those things everyone like laughs about and is like, nah, that's a bad idea. We do those. Those bad are the ideas. best ideas. Those are the best. We for find us. them the best ideas for yeah. us. Well, anyway, he's he's won a bunch of Edinburgh Fringe Awards and he said he loved us. So artists love us. Yeah. They pay for shows, right? Yeah. There's, there's, it's nice to be a comedian's comedian, right? Like, right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if comedians like you, that means you're doing the comedy for the comedy, you know? Like, your next level. And my favorite reaction when we did the cheese or pus bit in last year's show was one guy who just saw the cheese and he kind of laughed and then he saw the, <laughs> saw the mustard in the belly button. And just yelled, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like that visceral reaction. <laughs> just like, it better not actually uh, be bust. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got cheese taped, you funny one, boys. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Are these boys crazy enough to have pus coming out of their belly button? I don't know. I don't know them well enough. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. If they were, they, they must have been pretty uncomfortable at that point. <laughs> like he's getting a lap dance from two blokes, two full-grown men, with cheese taped to their bodies. <laughs> I think it's the most erotic thing that can happen. Probably. I don't know. I mean, unless he's vegan. Yeah. Then it's scary. Secretly, though, it's the taboo. <laughs> like he knows it's wrong. To eat food produced from an animal. But so wrong it's right. Yeah. Feels right. Oh, I can taste the suffering. (laughs) Oh, this cow was milked raw. Now I get this cheese. Staring right at 
animal cruelty. Just. <laughs> yeah. Animal cruelty. Man, when's the last time you were on a farm? Well, when's the last time? It's been a while. <laughs> I guess when you really think about it, aren't we living? Aren't we really, truly living in farm times? The animal farm, because it's 1984. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. man. Well, this show just got political. Oh, Far going down the freaking third eye hole. <laughs> God, get that red pill. Oh, oh boy. Oh, fort crime. Don't say you don't learn anything on this podcast. Crimes this is, for your thoughts. This is so informative. Who else is making you this woke? We are so fucking woke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If we build a uh I can't speak. I'm still sleep deprived. Damn you, Perth French world. I, my body clock's ruined. Yeah, because it was like three hours behind. Yeah. So I had to still get readjusted to the fact that it's... I haven't been to sleep before 3.30am since I got back. Damn. That's the earliest I've been to sleep. Fuck. Uh, 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 how do you sleep? Terribly. Just every day? Just in general? Yeah. Mind you, I get to bed earlier than 3.30 at least. Yeah. Look, the latest I've gone since I've came back... 2 a.m. I am. It's in the ballpark. It's in the ballpark, but... Yeah, yeah that extra hour and a half makes all the difference. Two goes from, like, it's kind of a late night out to 3.30, you're like, I need to wake up soon. What's wrong with me? Yeah. <clears throat> so, we were at Perth. We also did some flyering. I stumbled upon a great flyering technique for myself. Yeah. Uh, see, like, traditionally, when me and Ross flyer, it's less helpful to promote the show and more just entertaining for everyone around us. Because usually he just terrifies people, pretends to vomit, and says, you need to take a flyer, I'm uh, dying, I need the money to live. <laughs> That's the general gist. That's, yeah. I do have ones I go back to. Yeah, sometimes he just yells, take this flyer, I have dick rabies. <laughs> and then they just look shocked, and maybe he's traumatized a middle-aged woman who goes, <laughs> dick rabies? <laughs> and then takes a flyer. That actually happened. <laughs> that, that's a real thing that happened. <laughs> Um, but gotta take you, a fly. I gotta dig rabies. Uh, but now <clears throat> I think that was because, like, maybe you were just anxious about the flying process or self-conscious. But I'm not a good salesman. Okay? Yeah. But we we stumbled upon a trick that makes Ross the best salesman you've ever seen. And he was out. I, I'm usually okay at flying, but you were out flying me after this simple trick that any of you can try at home. <laughs> anyway, um, I had in my laptop case, just by chance, a prop from our last year's show, which was a gimp mask. Just, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it was just left over. It was just in my laptop case. So I'm like, hey, Ross, you want to wear this? And so he did. And he became the best flyer I've ever seen. How do you explain this? Um, I guess it's because they don't see me 
Also, I can't have my glasses on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're slightly blurry. Oh. I feel like that helps, too. So they're less intimidating. They're not real people. They're just blobs. Yeah. So you take the glasses off. Put the mask on. They get the initial spark of... Oh, oh, what's this? Yeah, what's this? Is it a burglar? Is it an S&M freak? What's it, going on? Is it an SMN burglar? <laughs> Just steals chains and whips. Is it a burglar who's going to break into my house and then let me beat him? Is he going to come and then just leave <laughs> without taking anything? <laughs> I mean, if you were an SM burglar, that's exactly what you do. If you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't find a mistress to beat you, you'd just wear it, break into it's people's just, houses. It's just cheaper to break <laughs> into houses and have people beat me. <laughs> 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 so messed up because you could see it happening. <laughs> that could be that could be a sketch. <laughs> SM <an> burglar. <laughs> I don't even want this. <laughs> I don't want your television. Just keep beating me. <laughs> He's like, you're not getting my bloody front flat screen, mate. And I'm like, I don't want it. Just keep hitting me. <laughs> oh man. What a time to be alive. Anyway, yeah. so that was Ross's yeah, flyering so technique. My flyering technique had some good reactions. Had a woman walk straight up to me and go like, "Oh no, this poor lady. <laughs> why why are you wearing that mask?" And I kind of just said in the most drugged out voice I can think of, <laughs> like, "Oh man. Oh man, I just I'm just I have to cover myself up. I'm ugly." And then she replied, oh, I'm sure you got a beautiful face. Uh, I said, no, I got coffee thrown at me. <laughs> and she was just like, what? <laughs> She's like, what, what do you mean? Like, oh, man, I just went to a Starbucks and I just threw coffee right in my face. I got burns. I had to cover up this mask. You have to come see this show so we can get funds for the lawsuit. <laughs> She looked genuinely traumatized. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think half our interactions, like, they're just like, oh, this is pleasant, I'll see the show. And the other half, they're just traumatized. They're just like, I don't know what just happened. It's truly terrifying. That poor woman, she was just trying to compliment you and. Trying to bring me out of my shell. Yeah. She thought she was doing me a favor. <laughs> and you're just like. I have horrific scars that you will never understand. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. you have like older men who think it's being funny by going like, oh, it's a bit racist. Get it? Because it's bl- the, the mask is black. You look like a black man. <laughs> just like You just act like you don't get it. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the best thing is uh, making people who are bad at jokes explain their bad jokes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Where they're just like, oh, it's... Simple, like, like, uh, like Adam at the Savlaki place. Yeah, we're just getting a fucking Savlaki, and he's there's like there's there's an option on the menu called meat box, and he's like, oh, you bloody, my girlfriend gets angry when I call her that, and I'm like, what what do you mean? Oh, because it, you know, box is like uh, slang for vagina and you know meat, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, why would you say that? 
And he's like, guy, just just trying to make a joke. I'm like, don't. <laughs> just, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. The the best is like, uh, so when Kelly was walking with us, who's doing our sound design for mm-hmm. Late Night Party Boys, mm-hmm. she's done a great job, uh, the sandwich song. We're walking all together and he made some joke that didn't land. I, I ignore bad jokes most of the time because I don't want to get involved in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You about, don't want it to be a whole thing. You just want to move past thing. it. You're just like, that was a bad joke. Let's move on. Um, anyway, she laughs when jokes bomb. <laughs> so he took it as a compliment to the joke. Sounds like every open mic comedian ever. Yeah, so pretty man. much. Pretty much. Oh, open mic. It's a... Uh, it's a tragic place. Open mic, not quite open heart surgery. D- I don't know what I was getting with that. They both start with open. Mm. Thought I was being clever, but it just bombed. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. You got to bomb before you can kill. <laughs> right? Because that's how bombs work. When they go off, they need to go off first to get some fatalities. That's where the phrasing comes from, right? Yeah, because when comedians love talking about murder and terrorism Mm. and just comparing, comparing our jokes, either working or not working to like the most horrific, horrific, extreme things. Really? They're just jokes. Some of them work. Some of them don't. That's all there is. No one dies. Maybe there's some awkwardness, but. You People get some forget hurt, about that. You get some bruised egos. But yeah. Whatevs. Like, whatevs. 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 What you live. You live. You live to tell the tale. Live. Live and let die. Well, and you live to hear another late night party boys podcast. Yeah. Oh boy, that was the per fringe world. Per fringe world edition. You heard slash gobby bus. <laughs> the gobby bus. Which I think is just a universal idea that could extend beyond Perth. I think, I mean, I feel like I, if I ever have enough money to construct a property, let alone a venue or something, it will have a gobby bus. <laughs> oh, man, you, you gotta, you got to get people in through the door somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's hard these days. You've got ha- Netflix, yeah. you've got the, in, you you got the internet. You've got the internet. You know what? I'll just have a little... Gobby bus parked on Vom Lane, and I'll be open for business. <laughs> oh, man. The ultimate tourist attraction. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to another episode of Late Night Party Boys. Signing In- off. Insert air horn here. Uh... <laughs>